The use of beef genetics on dairy cows is increasing rapidly around the world. Estimates show that up to 60% of all dairy cows will be inseminated with beef semen by 2030. But how do you make the most of beef on dairy in your herd? To help us navigate the new beef on dairy world, I've invited two experts to join us. Rennie van Nielsen, product manager for Viking Beef at Viking Genetics, and Sebastian Clarin, beef manager at Evolution XY. You're listening to the Breedcast produced by Viking Genetics. I'm your host, Louise Rowan Sweeney. So hello and welcome, Rennie and Sebastian, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice to see you here in the studio, Rennie, and joining us from the western part of France is Sebastian. Hello. Hello. Wonderful to have you. So, beef on dairy is really on the rise around the world. According to a recent story in Beef Magazine, we've gone from beef on dairy being largely experimental to actually having reached a tipping point. We're seeing a significant increase in beef on dairy calves that are coming to market in the next three to five years. Rennie, let's start with you. What is fueling this growth? Well, the main thing has been uh, the use of sex semen, because uh, when you use sex semen on the best uh, uh, of your herd, uh, the best uh, cows, then you can get your replacement heifers. Um, and then there's room for using beef on the rest of the herd in order to get some added value to their calves. So, so that's what's really fueled the, the increase in use uh, of beef on dairy. What other factors might have played a role? A role. What What's happening in the world right now that's sort of pushing this uh, this interest in beef on dairy? Yeah, of course you always want to add value to your business, uh, and the dairy producers especially. Uh, some of them have been struggling struggling a little bit. So in order to make added value to the product of calves, uh, they see this as an opportunity to get uh, an increased price for them. And also an increased interest because some of them have struggled to to find uh, calf rearers or beef producers who would take their calves. So, so this is a this is a, a higher quality product. And we actually have a question from uh, one of our farmers out there. This is from Steve in Kansas, USA. He's listened to the broadcast and he sent us a message on Facebook. Steve writes, "How can beef on dairy?" improve the salvage value on calves not used for replacement? Hmm. Well, the calves have a higher value because they have an increased growth when it's a crossbred calf uh, and they have more muscles, so uh, more meat. Uh, so it's, it's called carcass conformation and that's typically better uh, at a crossbred calf than a purebred dairy calf. So a lot of extra value. And normally the beef producer pays extra for the, those calves and he, he specifically uh, demands uh, those crossbred calves. And thank you to Steve for that question. If any of you out there have questions for the show, we'd love to hear from you. Write us a note on Facebook or visit the Breedcast at breedcast.com. So Rennie, if you can summarize, what are the advantages of beef on dairy for the farmer? the cows, the beef produ producer, and the consumer? 
Well, um, first of all, for the dairy farmer, he gets added value for his beef calves. Uh, and then next in the, this chain, uh, you get the beef producer or the calf rearer. Uh, he has a, a higher quality product. It grows faster. The calf grows faster. So he can finish more calves in a year, make more money. Um, and also for the consumers, well, they have a higher quality product because the, the meat is often more tender. It has more fat marbling. Uh, some of the breeds are very good at making that, uh, at least better than the dairy breeds. Um, so I think that beef and dairy really adds value to the whole chain. Yeah. And the beef, uh, the beef producer, what, what's, what's in it for them, so to speak? Yeah. Well, it, when the calves grow faster on the same feed, um, Obviously, that's a, a business case for him. Uh, so he pays extra value or he pays extra to the dairy farmer for those uh, crossbred calves and he get paid extra and he finish them earlier uh, so they can go to the abattoirs. So, uh-huh. yeah. And we're also looking at less waste because we, we've seen cases where the bull calves, they might be simply too small to be suitable for beef. Yeah. Um, historically, we had uh, had to cull some of the bull calves because there simply was not enough uh, value to to finish them, uh, and that's ethically uh, a waste. And it's uh, yeah, uh, so to use them and to to get uh, a higher quality product that uh, that's just a win win situation. Wonderful. Joining us from France is Sebastian. And um, Sebastian, how big is beef on dairy right now, not just where you are in Northern Europe, but around the world? Yeah. Uh, in Europe, in Europe, the, the percentage of of, uh, of beef on dairy, so beef bulls used on, on dairy cows is near near 25%, can be can be different from different countries if you consider France or Nordic or or, or Germany, but the, the average is uh, is not far away from that uh, that uh, that point that figure. Uh, if you look um, on the other side of the Atlantic in North America, the percentage is more near between thirty and forty uh, between thirty and forty percent, so uh, quite higher than in Europe. But uh, we are increasing year after year, months and months, and. Uh, and this uh, this market is uh, really growing fast. Mm. And I know you have 25 years of experience in the beef world. How has beef on dairy evolved historically to to reach yeah. this tipping point where we are today? Yes, the 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 um, this this beef on dairy market um, uh, evaluates the the last uh, the last uh, 10 or 15 years. Uh, and we can consider that, uh, uh, in fact, last century, the, the, the beef on dairy, the crossbreeding was considered as an opportunity by the, by the dairy breeders. Uh, now we can say that it's considered that, that uh, a strategy. Uh, it is a part, we are part of the, of the genetic strategy of the farm. And as, uh, as uh, Ronnie said, that the uh, best, the best cows are inseminating pure breed with sexed semen. And, uh, that's why this creates an opportunity. For the breeders to uh, use crossbreed on the, on the the worst dairy cows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the reactions uh, to beef on dairy around the world? Are all farmers excited and embracing this new opportunity, or uh, what? What are you hearing out there? Yeah, the, the <coughs> this this uh, this kind not new market, but uh, 
not exactly a new market, but a new opportunity for the for these breeders. Uh, are exciting because they are asking uh, uh, more questions. Uh, the the level of the, the genetics they want they want to get they want to use uh, they want to to have higher genetic like like in like in dairy in fact, and uh, they ask for for more easy carving. They ask for more growth growth potential. They have more for more carcass potential, but with also with new traits, new traits like uh, like survival, uh, like uh, color of hairs, like uh, uh, print um, carbon print efficiency, etc. So the, the the dairy farmers really uh, want to to improve their crossbreeding with good genetics and uh, of course with revenue on their farms. No doubt that the use of beef on dairy is going to increase even further in the future. Now let's take a look at how to make the most of this breeding method. Rennie, what are some of the first things you recommend looking into when a farmer tells you that he or she is considering using beef genetics on dairy cows? Hmm. Well, the first thing you have to do is make a strategy for your herd. How many replacement heifers do you need? Uh, do you need some extra ones? Uh, how, do you have potential for selling some? So that's that's the strategy that you need to to have in place before you start. Um, and then you have to look at which bulls to use uh, for the beef uh, semen. Uh, you can't just use any bulls. You have to use bulls that are specifically bred or um, bought for uh, beef on dairy uh, so that you ensure the easy carving that Sebastian is talking about. Because that's crucial. Uh, easy calving, uh, a calf that has a high survival rate, uh, and then growth uh, as as a third, um, you know, quality parameter that you you're looking for. So before you start, have a strategy. How many cows are you going to use this on, uh, and how many do you need for replacement? So that's the, that's the first step when using uh, beef and dairy. So you've previously worked as a calf rearer advisor. Uh, more specifically, what is it that the beef producer or calf rearer is looking for in sort of the perfect uh, uh, bull calf? Well, they want want a more muscular calf than than the purebred dairy calves because they don't grow fast enough and they don't put on those muscles that they need when when they're going to finish the calves. So that's what they're really looking for, and. Uh, when the market is uh, is providing those, they they sort of like okay, the neighbor is going to to have those calves. I want them too. Uh, so the purebred dairy calves are not very high in demand, and that that goes I think worldwide. Uh, so the beef and dairy calves uh, are worth more to the beef producer because they finish uh, sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do I go about selecting the right bulls and approach for beef on dairy? Well, most uh, semen selling companies do have some uh, beef on dairy bulls that are bulls that are bought and uh, reared only to to make semen for the beef on dairy. So they have a focus on easy calving uh, and growth potential as second uh, and also calf survivability a strong calf. Um, you can't use any bull, uh, just uh, a random bull. You need specifically beef on dairy bulls. 
Um, we have in the Nordic region, we have the NBDI index, which is the Nordic Beef and Dairy Index. Uh, and this index tells you, well, how does this uh, bull rank in terms of easy carving? Does he have a very good index for that? Um, and that's uh, that's how you, you should uh, choose the bulls. Uh, this uh, index is made across breeds, so it doesn't focus on a specific breed. Uh, you can choose a breed if you want, but uh, if you uh, don't care about what breed to, to use, then just look at the index. Uh, yeah, and uh, of course, the more calves this bull uh, is uh, is the father of, the more reliable his uh, his indices are. Um, so you can take a look at that as well. Yeah, Sebastian, what are some of the most popular beef breeds for beef on dairy around the world? Yes, um, around the world, uh, one uh, if we can consider the a kind of big five. What are the, the the big most uh, important breed in uh, in uh, in the world in the world uh, if we start by Euro- by europe in europe is the 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 blue the blue breed as is is can be danish blue or or, or belgian blue is very is very popular with the uh, higher level of uh, of market share uh if you go to north america is more is more angus or with the the most uh, the most popular uh if you go to Asia region and uh, also Australia, New Zealand, uh, Limousin, Simental and Charlet are, are also popular. So this is the, the five main breed we can, uh, we can, we can find all over the world. This is the Charlet, the Limousin, the Danish blue, Belgian blue, <laughs> uh, and also Angus, who are the, the, the five main breeds used by the, by the breeders on, the, on their dairy cows. And the farmers you speak to, what are they asking for? What are they looking for in in the different bulls? Ah, uh, um, the, the things they ask are quite similar between the between the breeds. Uh, as we as we said before, is the, the easy carving. The easy carving is is not. Uh, uh, we cannot negotiate on the on the on the easy carving. They want easy carving. They want also. Uh, uh, Good semen fertility from the bulls. They good. They want uh, gestation lengths. Uh, they want, as I said, as, as we said before, growth potential, good carcass, uh, and some some new traits, as I said, like uh, beef carbon, etc. Uh, but the, the the main the main character are easy carving, survival, and and fertility of the of the semen. The the most uh, important for for the reader. Uh, is to get some revenue from from the, the beef on dairy, but with with no negative impact on the dairy production. We we always have to keep in mind that uh, a dairy breeder is a dairy breeder. His main revenue, his main job, is to produce dairy, and uh, the beef is just an added value and not and not uh, cannot uh, um, um, the breeder. Don't want to have a, a negative impact uh, to use beef on his dairy cows. Rene, are you are you recognizing what Sebastian is saying? Are you, are you seeing those uh, trends, so to speak, in in the requests that you're receiving? Yes, totally. Uh, and that's why we do progeny testing of the bulls, so to to see how how he does with easy calving, because that's priority number one. And uh, yeah, no compromise there. We need that. 
What I'm gathering is that in order to get the best results with beef on dairy, I need a solid strategy, as you were saying, Renee. I need to pay attention to indexes, the bullseye shoes. And I love the point about st still understanding that the this is still for dairy farmers. Da the dairy business is still in focus. And this is this is an an added value that the beef semen is is giving. Now let's take a look at the future of beef on dairy. Sebastian, where will beef on dairy be in five to ten years? Okay. Uh, I will try to, to, to ask to my crystal ball, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's difficult. But, uh, anyway, we, 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 in, in countries like North America, but also, also in Europe and, uh, and especially in UK, we, we see some, some, uh, positive trends about the, the beef on dairy. And we, we estimate in our, in our group. Uh, that the, the, the beef on dairy will be uh, will be uh, represent 50 maybe 60 uh, percent of of the the AI on dairy cows uh, uh, for the for the five or next ten years. Is, uh, the, the 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 result will be uh, between these two these two figures and uh, the majority. We can say that the majority of the dairy cows will be inseminated with beef uh, with beef bulls in maybe five or, or ten years from now. And as Renny mentioned in the beginning of the show, you both talked about part of what's driving this development is also the request from consumers. What are the consumers going to ask for in, in the future when it comes to beef? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we in the, in the discussion, we, we talk a lot about the, the ask of the dairy farmer, but we... We keep an eye and also a hair on the on the the ask of the of the consumer. The, the we we think uh, that the the consumer will ask from from us three things, three main things: well, the, the to 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 get some local meat. Uh, I think it will it will uh, we think that the, the uh, will not appreciate tomorrow that to to have meat where it's coming from South America or or far region. Uh, link with the with the first point is uh, to have meat with a, a lower impact on the environment, and so that means local uh, local meat and efficient meat. And uh, the, the the last part. The last point, which is not the, the least, is to have uh, to, to respect the animal welfare. So to be uh, that's mean for us to, for example, to to be able to to offer to the market all bulls uh, who avoid to the to the farmer to the on the animals, for example. It's just an example, but uh, uh, we we have this uh, straight or we have this. Uh, this uh, in the creation program, uh, we wanted to to integrate these points in order to to be able to offer this uh, this uh, pole bulls to the market tomorrow in the different breeds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know pole bulls. That's a, that's a big trend, and we're going to talk about that in in some of the other um, precasts as well. Rennie, there's a lot of talk about climate climate impact from the dairy industry. How does beef on dairy support a better climate and, and lower emission? Yes, well, first of all, as Sebastian said, meat produced locally will mean uh, less uh, transportation of, of, uh, of the meat 
and that's good for the environment. So that's as one factor. And also being more efficient in producing more meat from an animal. Uh, because a crossbred animal produces more meat than a purebred dairy calf does. So, so that's, uh, that's uh, two factors contributing to a better environment. Um, and also in the dairy business, uh, they're looking at uh, uh, methane emission and they're looking at feed efficiency. And of course, in time, that will come uh, to beef on dairy as well. I remember you telling me some stories about also some farmers in the Nordic countries being quite innovative, thinking about this in new ways. There was something around some heifers and some trials. Uh, that I thought that might be interesting for our listeners to hear a bit about that. Yeah. Well, the use of beef on dairy is a bit uh, different from region to region. And uh, in Denmark, we produce a lot of veal. That means that they have to grow fast. So we use male sex semen in order to get those bull calves that grow very fast. But in some regions in the Nordic countries, it's the dairy producer himself that rears these calves. Uh, so it's inconvenient for him to have bull calves because he has his own dairy heifers. Um, and then he can use female sex semen uh, in order to get heifers instead and then finish them uh, himself. So there's there are different strategies Uh, it also comes down to what slaughter concepts, what, what does the abattoirs offer uh, in terms of uh, pricing? Uh, is, it, uh, is it beneficial to have uh, young animals slaughtered at 10 months or is it uh, more um, in the consumer's wish to have red meat so you need uh, an animal that's 20 to 30 months of age? Uh, so different concepts in different regions and countries. So there are a lot of ways to to utilize this beef and dairy system. Yeah, Sebastian, what other trends are you seeing in the market around the world related to beef and dairy and this whole evolution going on? Mm -hmm. The the trends are the trends are quite quite similar. Uh, depends on the on the on the country, the strategy or, or the or the reactivity of the of the breeders. But what we what, uh, what another positive point we can say about about the crossbreeding is that the, the breeders can change their their strategy a bit at uh, at every gestation. That means uh, a farmer can use uh, if if the market is uh, is better for for a Danish blue. Uh, he can use a Danish blue one year, and uh, the the next gestation he can change his uh, his uh, can change his uh, his mind, or can or can or change the the bull or the, the type of bull uh, in order to answer better to the to the market. Or if you want if you want uh, you have an opportunity to produce produce veal or to produce meat, so it's uh, it's another. Opportunity uh, for the for the dairy farmer and also for the market uh, to be uh, adaptive to the to be um, to be able to hear to the market and to be reactive uh, in term uh, in term of genetic and uh, only like not like in pure breed uh, uh, be obliged to follow uh, to follow the 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 same genetic year after year uh, the crossbreeding permit to uh, to change and adapt the strategy year after year thank you thanks for joining our breedcast today we've looked at the rapidly growing trend beef on dairy and how you can make the most of it in your breeding plan if you'd like to learn more you can visit our beef area at vikinggenetics.com 
I'd like to thank Renny Ram Nielsen and Sebastian Clarin for sharing these valuable insights with us. And I want to thank all of you out there for listening. If you have an idea for a topic in the world of cattle breeding that you'd like us to focus on in the Breedcast, please visit www.breedcast.com or send us a message like Steve from Kansas did on our Viking Genetics Facebook page. My name is Louise Rowan Svane. Please join me for the next Breedcast episode where we've invited a leading vet and insemination technician to give you their top tips for successful insemination in your dairy herd.